Heads. Um, this is Obed Figueroa coming at you again um, from Diversity Pre-Medical, and this is a series, Lessons Learned. Uh, and we're so fortunate again today, again, to have another physician with us, uh, Dr. Peter Lee, uh, is an osteopathic physician uh, specializing in emergency medicine. Uh, he's currently the Associate Medical Director of Emergency Medicine at Robert Wood Johnson Barnabas Health Jersey City Medical Center. Uh, Dr. Lee is originally from Beijing, China. He completed his BS at Rutgers University, New Brunswick, then enrolled in medical school uh, in Harlem at Turrell College of Osteopathic Medicine and graduated with a doctorate in osteopathic medicine. Dr. Lee completed his residency at AHS Morristown Medical Center. Uh, during medical school, he also um, competed in Garden, Garden State Soccer League uh, and was an ER scribe at Robert Wood. And so we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, he mm -hmm. currently lives in North New Jersey with his wife and three children. Just had recently had his third. Wow, mm -hmm. blessings. Blessings there. Uh, so yeah, and there's lots of hobbies that you would like to talk about, you know, soccer, beaches, and I don't even know what glamping is. That's how old this crust I am. I, I don't even know, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, a pleasure, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me, Obed. thank you. So, you know, my intention with, with all the others and, and going forward is really just for us to speak to the pre-meds, and I know you've done this work before as well, and I'm sure you're still doing it, um, as a way of empowering them, right? Like just providing them with some insight. Um, you've walked their walk, now you're in the profession, and they're, you know, they're, they're, looking, um, they're looking to learn from you. You know, and that's really what it's about. This is not something that costs. This is just free to them. Um, you know, I have like over 1,200 that are mm -hmm. connected in my group. Uh, so I, I'm just I'm happy to be able to share your wisdom um, with them. So before, let's do something a little fun before we jump into the questions uh, mm -hmm. and listening to your experience. Uh, just for about a minute or two, um, just ask you some speed questions and just give me your first thought as a means of getting to know you beyond the sciences. Let's do this. This is dangerous, Obed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, PC or Mac? PC. Android or iPhone? Unfortunately, iPhone. <laughs> Your favorite season? Spring. Favorite restaurant? Mm, anything pizza, carbs. Okay. Favorite vacation spot? <sighs> Without the kids right now, I would have to say somewhere in Florida, like the beaches in Florida. Favorite car, but the kids are all grown. It's just you and the wife. So, I have a... I have a Subaru WRX. It's like a uh, little little racing car you see in the Fast and Furious. Oh, um, you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. It's a it's a little classic. Um, I'm not. It's like one little thing in our marriage clause that I'm not giving up. All right. So, favorite movie? Favorite movie? Ooh, that's a that's a, uh, well. Most recently, there's this. It's a silly movie. It's like a romantic comedy blended with Adam Sandler. Hmm. Drew more it's like two separate uh single parents with and then how they come together okay uh, you I, I like it because adam sandler has his whole group you know he when he makes a movie he includes his all his friends in it and okay. i kind of like that that theme so that's why i like it favorite sport soccer favorite movie uh, music genre excuse me favorite music genre. it's gotta be pop uh, favorite color orange favorite food or dessert that you feel guilty after you eat it mm. This is uh, these cookies from New York City, Levain Bakery or something. Hmm. Uh, it's a uh, they put a stick of butter in each one, but it's a uh, it's it's the devil's work that that cookie. But that's <laughs> good. Favorite book? Biography of Stephen Gerrard. It's a soccer player from, from uh -huh. Liverpool. 
yeah. Okay, good to know. Good to know about him. Uh, favorite song? Recently, why not? This is, this is for a while. Michael Jackson's Pretty Young Thing. PYT. Okay. And your, your favorite subject in high school? General chemistry. And favorite Our, teacher? Favorite teacher? My general chemistry teacher. Yeah. What's yeah, the name? Dr. Uh, Dr. Baskinger. Yeah. Probably it goes hand in hand because I liked him. I liked the class. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I understood it for the first time ever. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, okay, so let's dive in. Um, what inspired you to go into medicine? Um, so I think we had the goal to talk about college. I, I played soccer in college. I was exercise science. I didn't know I was going to do medicine. Um, it wasn't until I was an ER scribe after college that I saw the different specialties and uh, how doctors worked and um I would say that kind of pushes what it gave me because I just thought doctors were kind of in a different standard, you know, and I thought they were untouchable, unreachable, you had to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then these emergency medicine physicians that were down to earth, um, sometimes unprofessional, but, you know, just more like human. And I really appreciate that. And I, and I was like, I, I, I mean, I could do this. Um, but in the back of my head, medicine was always there because um, when I was, about 16, my, my aunt passed away from a cerebral aneurysm and she was in a, uh, the, she had a headache, passed out. She was in a hospital in China. They were in the rural aspects of China during vacation and um, they had to get copay to go in the hospital. So there was a delay about an hour for that. And, and it, again, it's a very serious condition. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the fact that we live in this country that can offer healthcare for all um, and can reach different populations and different cultures. And I think that's, it's just, it's wonderful having that connection. And so I, I really appreciated that. You know? mm -hmm. so, if I may yeah. ask you, I, sh I should have began with this because it's, it is very intriguing and I'm sure that there are people that can relate to you. I I'd like to understand the young man in, in China mm -hmm. and what you were thinking then before coming here, like what was going on with you? when you were in China and then you made that transition. What was that? So I, I don't have to go to my parents thinking because I, I came out when I was four. Um, my, I was born in 85. Uh, my dad came here in 86 to America on a student visa. He was getting his doctorate in upstate New York in Albany, SUNY Albany. Um, $60 in his pocket. Uh, lived with his room, lived with a friend, worked at a restaurant. Um, and he was going to make some money enough and then basically go back to China. Um, and then my mom came in a year later just to help out. She came with a quarter just to pay, call my dad once when she got to JFK. <laughs> um, and then they were just going to, you know, make some money, support the family, you know, get education and go back to China. And then uh, 1989, the Tiananmen Massacre happened. Um, and that was a democratic revolution in China. And at that point, my parents thought that the future of, you know, of, of, of a government and democracy is probably best here. The opportunities are here. So gotcha. then that's, they brought me over. Um, and I was a four-year-old malnourished, underweight kid. And within a year of McDonald's and Big Macs and then uh, Burger King, I, uh, I hit that growth curve and I was a size husky when I had to buy suits. Yeah. Husky is a nice way of saying morbidly obese for a young kid, I think. <laughs> uh, but, um, and wow. so that, it's the opportunity of it, you know, it's, it's that drive that 
um, that grit that my parents had, um, you know, as an immigrant family coming here, uh, appreciating the culture, learning the culture, learning the language, and um, understanding that America is a land of opportunity. And, you know, and it still is. We just got to, you know, remember that and remember how blessed we are to be in America. The specialty that you chose, I guess if you could help us understand when we say emergency medicine, what does that mean? Uh, so that's, that's a great question. I, I, emergency medicine, um, it's basically you have one minute to connect to a patient. You have one minute to understand why they're here, what are their thoughts, um, what they need out of this visit, and what is emergent and what's non-emergent. I love it because, one, um, I don't deal with insurance. You know, I don't deal with the patient uh, financially. I just whatever's behind the curtain is surprised. And I really love that. Mm. And I, just like I played soccer, soccer is international sport, international language. You meet different cultures, you experience different ethnicities. And as a person, the more you experience that, the more you can appreciate those around you. And, you know, I, we had Turkish players, from Nigeria, Korea, um, Canada, American, uh, European players. So it was understand different cultures, their accents, and even their food. So, and emergency medicine is like because in one room you have the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, um, in another room you have you know this chronic drunk alcoholic guy. In another room you have this patient only speaking uh, you know Chinese, and another patient speaking Creole. Um, it's a melting pot of different races and cultures and um, levels of wealth all together, mm-hmm. all seeking to see the same thing. And that's why, and then I love connecting that, having that initial connection. And it doesn't take, people are like, oh, well, you know, there's no continuity of care. No, it, it takes 30 seconds for you to say, hello, my name is Dr. Lee. Shake your hand. Where are you from? How can I help you today? Um, you know, medicine is not just phys- treating physically. It's mentally and spiritually and letting the patient be heard. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of healing. So I love emergency medicine because it's different ethnicities. It's a surprise behind every, every curtain. You're mm-hmm. kind of all trades. CPR, strokes, you know, heart attacks, um, sepsis. Uh, one room is a family saying their last goodbyes. Another room is a family uh, just found out they're pregnant and they've been trying for a couple, couple of months and or years at that. So, and 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 that's why I, that's why I appreciate emergency mm-hmm. And so you mentioned your original perception of physicians, right? Like, so so many, I'm sure, can relate to that. You know. Mm-hmm. They must have been a brainiac in school, a perfect A student. I mean, oh my God, how did they become a doctor? And now you are, right? So I'd like people to understand, if this indeed applies to you, um, when you were going through your education, undergrad and grad, did you have struggles? And if you did, how did you you know, work it out, get support or make the change so you could be successful? Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think... I thought you had to be a straight A student. You had to be involved in research, um, and that stuff is important. Um, but I think uh, you know there's, there's there's a quote that says you know uh, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive, because what this world needs is people who have come alive. And I think being a person that cares for your patient, understands understands their needs. Um, and just listening and having just like the, a, a little bit of a physical touch holding the hand, mm-hmm. hand, shoulder, stuff like that. And I think that's what is even more important. So when I saw these doctors, I said, well, they're, they're relatable. They're human. Um, they make, make spaces. They, they, they make jokes. Um, and I really appreciate that. And I felt more like 
you know, this is something I could appreciate doing. Um, so it's, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Grades are important. You have to pass your classes. Um, but I think what's even more important is just being a, being a good person, you know? Yeah. But did you, did, were there subjects that really challenged you where you struggled and you had to get help? I think in or college organic chemistry. Okay. Um, that was really rough. Uh, it's, I just did not understand it. General chemistry, I like more. Um, so I did have to get help. I, I had to, you know, at least pass the class. Um, Besides that, it, it, this is now going to med school, just kind of taking your MCATs. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a horrible, horrible standardized test taker. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah, exactly. No, it's really, it's just, it's, <laughs> there's a higher power, the fact that I am here right now. <laughs> so, um, but I, it's, you know, I think standardized testing was really hard for me. And, but you had to buckle down, you had to buckle and learn. And there was time that, uh, you know, it's that hour, that time you study, you have to, kind of find find ways and i found tutoring i found test taking strategies that's how i was going to ask you to be specific yeah yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah there's different different test taking strategies on kind of like what is the question asking reading the question stuff like that looking at the answers first and seeing multiple choice answers and seeing which one you can roll out mm -hmm. um, so i think that kind of pattern that memory muscle memory of how to approach questions helped me um help me for mcats but really helped me for my boards after uh after residency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are skills. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's skills to this, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, Cause I'm sure that there are people that can relate to that. Um, so let's fast forward now. Now you're in the profession. Um, has there any, were you surprised by anything? You know, did you, was it what you thought, you know, not so glamorous as you thought or not as hyped as you thought? In emergency medicine, you're saying? or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Almost sort of not, not so glamorous part. I think it's um, emergency medicine has a high burnout rate. Mm -hmm. um, it's exhausting when you're on the shifts. Uh, you're on your feet 9, 10, 12 hours. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, you really get bathroom breaks, food breaks. Um, so it's mentally taxing and a lot of times it's hard for a patient. A lot of times these patients come in because they don't have any other resources or they can't get help elsewhere or they need kind of a direction. Um, so a lot of times you don't have, you want to spend a lot of time longer with the patient, but you can't because you have five, six other patients under the list and you have another eight or five with your, uh, you know, physician assistant or your nurse practitioner. So, so how does one manage that? Like, how do you, how do you, and not to say like you got the perfect signs to manage it, but like, What's your efforts to have balance? I think it's it's organization and delegation, um, knowing what's acute first and focus on that, and then um, going in that pattern. So the first patient you have to address is the one that's the most critical, and then from there, second, third, or fourth. And also, when you get to second, third, and fourth, you know how do you go in a room with the patient saying, "Hey, sorry for the delay. I had the this either way," you know, and then also approaching that. So. Um, it's tiring and your mouth gets dry and you're thirsty. And, um, but it's when you leave the hospital, um, I try to think, you know, you try to think of one thing that went well and focus on that and not bring stuff home. And, and then when I pull up to the driveway, I try to leave everything else there. I like that. I like that you say try, right? Like, you know. it's, it's not easy, but you try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's, that's real talk. Um, uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a long, so if we were to conceptualize, like, what's the day look like for you? Like, is it an eight hour day? Is it a 12 hour day? Like, is it random? 
emergency medicine is all random. So I, I think, so yesterday it was Tuesday, right? It's uh, I worked 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., got up this morning, took a nap, uh, did a couple of charting, some meetings. Tomorrow I'm working 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. So there's nine hours, 10 hours, eight hours, 12 hours. There's day shifts, night shifts. It's all random. Um, but then again, emergency medicine, you could have, you could work three days like that and you can have like five days off, six days off. The good thing with emergency medicine is that when you're home, you're home, you're not on call having to be called in unless like, you know, you're taking sick call. But it's, a, it's one specialty where you can compartmentalize your life and work. So I was speaking with the dean the other day and she, she had made a point that students really should try to maintain some of the things that, that, made, that they did that made them feel good, whether it be playing music or playing sports to a degree when they're in med school, like as a way of, of release, right? right. Like, you know, because um, you, you know, you're fighting for balance when you're in med school. So she made that point. And I know soccer, it seems to be important to you. Um, could you tell me how that, how, why you enjoy it and how it helped? Uh, it's, it, it was my outlet. It, it was, uh, it, 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 I could, I could, it's like four birds, one stone. I created, I got to work out. Um, cause med school, you gain a little weight cause you're sitting a lot, you're eating not healthy. So, um, I got to work out a little bit, uh, created endorphins. I took my mind off studying, um, having to focus on things. And last but not least, I realized that there was life outside of those hallways at Torocom. You know, there was life outside of med school and that life is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So they remember why I'm doing what I'm doing and not just focus on these books. Um, and so it, it was very helpful and you need to find that balance because or else 24 seven, you're like, Oh, I, I got to study. I got to focus. I got to get ahead. Just remember what you're doing, what you're doing. And I, and I hope for all the pre-meds that, you know, everyone's doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it for a family member. You're doing it for um, wanting to help your fellow colleagues. Um, there has to be humanity in medicine. If you're doing it for money, I suggest stop. I remember um, this one uh, professor in, in my med school, Dr. Uh, Dr. Peters, he had mentioned that always do what's right. And when he first told me that, I said, of course, that's, that's what we're doing. You know, I, I thought that was straightforward. Um, sometimes it's not straightforward. Always do what's right um, in medicine. But if you are a leader and you can lead by example and show what's right and how to treat patients, your staff, your nurses, your techs, everyone will follow. Mm. And I, think that's, I think that's very important because as a physician, especially in the emergency medicine, everything's so close together. You, you're on a team and you're the captain. There's so much I want to dive into with you. Um, I'm curious, you know, faith is important to you. So I want to, I want to spend a moment to talk about that as well. Your family is important, obviously. Um, but also we have um, you, the man um, that comes from an ethnic background, right? And I'm wondering, you know, have you been connecting with patients that, have appreciated that of you that's maybe you speak their language maybe you understand their culture how has that connecting been and do you speak more than one language i don't even know yeah so i i, I speak uh, i speak you know english mandarin chinese and french um so uh, definitely the culture helps a lot because you know, you know it depends like jersey city is a very very uh multicultural area in hudson county uh, there's a lot of Chinese Americans. There's a lot of Egyptians. 
lot of Muslims um, and a lot of a Haitian population as well. Um, so, you know, Mandarin Chinese helps with that. Creole, French Creole is very similar. Mm-hmm. And so I think not just connecting with the Chinese Americans, I, they appreciate, especially if they can't speak Chinese, that someone is they speak, they speaks in Chinese. They're like, oh, they're like, oh, thank God that we're so lucky that you, can, you know, we, we, we met today that you're working because that is a type of healing to speak in their mother tongue about what's going on. Um, but also connecting with different type of patients. I mean, um, like we have a, a lot of Egyptian patients and uh, my favorite soccer team, the star player is Egyptian. And that guy is like a, a god to Egypt. And everyone knows them. And just kind of the first 20 seconds, like, oh, you're Egyptian. Oh, the, the, the soccer player, Muhammad Salah. They're like, oh, yeah, we love him. And that right there, that's that, that's that connection. And so, it's, yeah, it's not just Trans-Americans. But then, you know, uh, there's people with, like, I'm a, I'm a big shoe, shoe freak. Uh, I used to collect Nikes and Air Force Ones. And someone comes in with a you know, fresh pair of shoes. I say, oh, and then that, that's a connection right there. Michael Jackson, you know, Billie Jean, and I, you know, you know how I do with that. So it's all, <laughs> it's all that connection. So it's, um, it's, uh, so that's, I, I think, yeah, the culture helps a, a lot, but I think, you know, my training in, in, in soccer and meeting different cultures and kind of where I grew up and moving around, experiencing different ethnicities, that, that experience oh. is valuable. And that's why in Harlem, you know, in Torocom, that mm-hmm. having experiences was, was, um, was invaluable in terms of kind of further strengthening my resolve of what I want to be or how I want to be as a physician. Can you, um, your faith, I mean, it, it resonates from you. It just, I, I'd like you to share how, you know, what that is, if you're comfortable to do so, um, yeah. your faith and, um, how has it helped you, influenced you and your family? So I, I think it starts from, um, Back, this is back in China when my dad was was in China. He was a uh, English professor, but he did tour guides for uh, Americans, and um, he did not have any faith back then. Uh, Buddhism is a big, big culture; uh, it's ingrained in the Chinese culture. So he practiced a little bit about that, and then um, there was this group of, uh, of Americans that came and visited Beijing, and he 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 had spent spent the whole weekend with them. And my dad just said, like, you guys are so nice and so happy and there's so much light in you guys you know and um and long story short uh one of the guys was billy graham yeah and so it's that joy and then when my dad came to america they hooked them up with a local church uh and i think he started going and he was like why are these people so nice to me they don't even know me and that light i guess resonates and that's why you know i grew up as a, as a christian and um and i think reason why I do what I do is, you know, kind of serving the underserved, right? And then, uh, and it's, that's what resonates in me. And I think um, everything I have, everything I owe, I I, I give it up to, you know, to my faith because that's what brought me here. And um, there's things that I can easily worry about, easily complain about. Mm -hmm. I think because of the priority of of what I try and and do that um, it helps alleviate a little bit, you know? And you just had a baby. I just had a baby, yeah, my third. So I have two girls and one boy. And wow, what's your name of? Uh, Owen. Wow. Owen H. Lee. It's after a soccer player, and uh, H is my dad's Chinese name. So. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Nice. So, final question: If you were to talk to your younger self, would you have any advice to your younger self, being who you are now? At, at what age? Oh, that's a very yeah. It's a very good yeah. question. I would say. 
really high school. I think high school is a pivotal time. I would say we enjoyed the time a little better, you know, but I also say that in med school, I just say like enjoy your wedding a little better, you know, you know, <laughs> you know we always focus on other things. I mean, the wedding, I was like, oh, did I pay the DJ high school? Did I do this? Did I do that? Um, I think just enjoy your life a little, little bit more. Don't get focused on the small things. Okay. All those stuff. And then, I, but I say, I think 10 years from now, I'll say that to my 36 year old self and I'll say, why would you focus on these little petty things? You know, I'm 36, saying. young. And- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Youth is wasted in the young. <laughs> yeah, but you're living with purpose. That, that's what's up. Yeah. You're living with purpose for sure. Well, is there anything else you wanted to share with the pre-med students? I think just, again, uh, you know, make sure that you're doing everything for the right reason um, because that will lead to a fruitful career and whatever you're doing. If you decide to go to pre-med or, you know, even business or anything like, like being a chef, you know, I think do it with purpose, do it for the right reasons. Um, do it to, you know, better, better humanity, you know, especially what's going on right now. I mean, I'm sure history repeats itself, but with the pandemic, I think things are further escalated. Um, try and just treat everyone with kindness and I think you'll find that it makes your it makes your life a little bit easier too. So. Yeah, I agree. All right. Dr. Peter Lee. Wow, very proud of you. Very proud of you. So thank you so much. This this ends this episode, guys. Uh and it's as always, it's a pleasure. Um and we will see you again next week. Thank you again. To the pre-meds that you're lucky that um you know you have someone like Obed doing this because uh, this this is this is unique and this is needed and this is the side of medicine or pre-med that we don't talk about you know we don't we don't address we we just address the, the you know all the the, the 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 syllabus and what needs to be done but we have to also remember the heart and the brains behind everything too so i appreciate you for doing this and of course. Um, oh, it's, it's <laughs> that's all all right thank okay. you thank you